0: book of Colossians. So I know Pastor Kenny has been going through the book of Colossians. um, As you guys know this, and and for those who maybe you're, you're new or you didn't catch some of the first part of this, right? The book of Colossians, it's written by Paul to a local church there in the city of Colossae, right? A group of believers there in Colossae. Now, one of the things that you realize as you start reading through the book of Colossians is that Paul is writing to a church that he himself did not plant, okay? Paul was not the the planter of this church, in fact, um, when you read there in chapter 2, you figure out that Paul himself has not seen most of these people in uh, in the face, okay, chapter 2 verse 1, it says this, he says, for I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, right, Paul says, you know what, I I haven't seen, I haven't met most of these people in the flesh, and yet Paul himself had a great conflict for this church, okay? Now, that didn't just happen by accident, right? Paul didn't just wake up one day with a vision from the Lord to have this great conflict, this great care, this this anxiousness about this church in Colossae, right? He had to hear about this church, right? And he heard about that. You can read about that in chapter 1. Go back just one chapter. Chapter 1, verse 3, he says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints. Go to verse 7, he says, And we are in ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit for this cause since the day we heard it. We do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And so Paul had developed a care, a love, right? He was fervently praying for this church because of the things that he had heard, right? Someone had to come along and tell Paul, hey, there is a group of believers here in this city, right? And these believers are not just any believers, they're a faithful group of believers. They have a love for God and they have a love for God's people. And so Paul became very burdened for this church, right? When he says, man, I I wish that you knew what great conflict I have for you, right? That word conflict, like it's, it's a word that would signify an anxiousness that Paul has for this church, right? He was obviously very invested in this church, even though he himself not only didn't plan it, right he hadn't actually been there or seen most of these people face to face and say so i bring that up this morning because while most of you guys have yet to to go and see our new boston church plant right while most of you guys haven't been around the world and seen a lot of the churches right that we that we support or invest in right that doesn't uh, alleviate us from having a heart and having a burden for what god is doing around the world right God's work, God's mission is so much bigger than just our individual lives, right? It's so much bigger than what God is doing just in these walls here in Life Fellowship. It's so much bigger than what God is doing at MBT as a whole, right? God is at work around the world, and God's heart is for us to have a heart for his mission, not just locally, but around the world, and in order to do that, it's important that we hear about what God is doing elsewhere, right? It's important that we get reports about what God's doing. When you continue to read the book of Colossians, you figure out that it's not just Epaphras who is delivering reports, right? God is, uh, Paul sent out this letter by a different individual who is also going to bring him back report of what's going on in that church, right? That is something that they were frequently doing so that Paul knew, man, not only what's going on here, man, how can we be praying for you? How can we be supporting to you, right? When I write this letter, I need to know what kind of things I need to be encouraging at, and the only how I'm going to do that is to get frequent updates about what's going on, okay? And so, again, this is just something we're going to be doing a little bit going forward. Um, it's, it's a model that's laid out for us biblically. Um, we want to be envisioned for God's mission, not just, again, locally, not just in our individual lives, which is very easy to do, right? All of us can think about, man, this is what's on my plate. This is what I have to do today. These are the people that are in my life who God's put and, and given me an open door, and yet, God is absolutely at work around the world okay so that's what I'm going to trust the Lord to do here this morning Um, because we just got back from Boston the update this morning is going to be on Boston I've asked a few of the ladies um, who went with us on the trip to come on in and they're going to get to to share with you their testimonies from the trip um, what God's doing up there what they saw Um, let me let me just start us off here uh, and I'll be very quick and, and high level so We went up to Boston on a Thursday. When we got there, um, the first thing that we did, so we we literally, we got off the plane, um, we had our roller bags and our backpacks, and we hopped on public transportation, we went to the middle of downtown. We went to the exact spot that Mike went with the pastors when he was uh, considering this field, okay? So we got there downtown, and then we literally walked around all day with our bags, right? Which, I don't know if that was the best approach but we did it right because that's what they did and um and it was it was really cool we we sweated um, <laughs> i was sweating pretty profus- profus- profusely profusely <laughs> by the end of it but um man it was a good time like we just walked around downtown you get to see the historical part of the city you get to this you get to start to get to see the people and what's going on and um we just walked the path that mike kind of uh, stumbled across as he went to the city of Boston and was praying over it and so that's what we did we uh, we eventually made our way all the way to the Renaults uh, that night we got a whole bunch of pizza and then we we pegged out fellowshiped while watching the Chiefs just stomp the Texans and so it was a great night praise the Lord um, actually we're, we're there and so it's like halftime in the game and I know the girls I could tell the girls are getting a little tired so I'm thinking I've got to be the responsible one here, and I'm gonna say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn in for the night, and uh, and so I'm like, hey, Mike, we're gonna we're gonna get out of your guys' hair, and and Mike's like, hey, man, um, I I totally get it if you're tired, um, but man, I haven't had anybody to hang out with for a while. If you want, like, are you gonna watch the game when you go back? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch the game when I go back, yeah. and, and he's like dude, would you just stay and hang? And like? And I'm like, yeah, I'll stay and hang. We're, we're going to stay. And so then everybody stayed and hang. And so, yeah, it was, it was just a good time. So the next couple of days, um, we went out around the city. We did some evangelism um, around the city. We we hit a number of different campuses um, that were open. So it's kind of a hodgepodge about what campuses were open and, and if they allow outsiders onto those campuses. But we went to the ones that were, um, got to – meet a lot of people. Some, some people you get the, the stiff arm from, but um, it's, it's interesting and, and maybe we'll have a chance going uh, forward in the future to, to talk about kind of the approach uh, during a COVID time and, and how you don't just you don't just get to walk up to someone and say, hey, let me start telling you about Jesus, right? Like you kind of got to ask permission to uh, get involved in those conversations. But um, all in all, it was very fruitful. Uh, the second day we spent a lot of time around the church. Uh, doing some evangelism there um, again, got to share the gospel with a number of people. Got to extend invites to the their their first Sunday service to a lot of different people up there, and so um, we thank God for that. Um, by Saturday night, um, we were getting ready for their Sunday service. So, um, actually, Mark, could, do you have it? Could you pull up the slideshow behind me um, and just click through those as I'm going through? Um, so, while we were up there, they had their first ever Sunday service. Um, Mike and them, they, they rent out a church building that's shared by a multitude of churches, okay? And so they have a specific time slot on Sunday evening. So um, imagine this, right? Imagine if on Sunday morning, right, we came to this building, right? We didn't own this building. We came and we had to, um, within 10 minutes of service, get everything AV set up for the service, right? You think you think Pastor Kenny lost his hair quickly for that? Like, I mean, like. <laughs> All all hair would be gone right like it's very stressful situation so to try to avoid that stress We said oh, you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go in at Saturday night Well, we didn't get access to the building till like 8 o'clock on a Saturday night So it was a late night Saturday night and we're getting ready and we're trying to go through man This is the order of service. This is how we're gonna do it. Here's how we're gonna get the AV set up which was pretty much a cell phone um, but like just trying to figure out all of the things that we get to plan for like we have pre-service meetings, we have, you know, everything lined out, it's it's nice, and let me stand out of the way here, so you guys can see the photos, um, nice and organized, well, they, they don't have that liberty right now, right, we're just working through what God's given them, so that's what we did, um, Sunday, uh, the team got to go out to Seaport, which you probably will see some of those pictures, that was a really good time, we let Mike just kind of um, get alone with the Lord spent some time in prayer and just finishing touches on his message Sunday night we had the first ever Sunday uh, worship service in Boston which was an incredible thing to see um, we had like six I think six guests that came to that service and then Online there was there was like 35 or 40 people now. I'm sure some of those were people from back here attending but um, certainly had some guests as well that took the invites from that we had passed out and attended. but all in all, it was really, really cool just to see God at work. And then um, the, we, we wrapped up the trip the following day. We we kind of made that uh, more of a service day where the team uh, really just tried to minister to the, the team that was up there. So some of us took the kids and let Mike and Meredith go on a date. Some of us spent time moving Brooke into her uh, new location. Those kind of things. That night we hung out. We did a worship night. Uh, with some of the new guests with the church, and that was again, it was just a really good time. And had a lot of chili, ate really good. There's a lot of good food up in Boston. Uh, I miss the food already. So, um, all in all, that was that's a high-level overview of the trip. Um, I'm gonna have uh, because I got to share some of the the things that got put on my heart, and some of the things that he showed us in our in our personal devotion time. I don't want to take any more time. Uh, I, I asked to come here this morning. A couple of, of very faithful ladies. Um, these, both of these gals um, trusted the Lord and the finances to go on the trip. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Uh, they got full of faith. They went on it. God used them mightily. It was a, a privilege for me to be able to lead that trip, uh, having girls like this who were, again, man, they, they set the example. They set the standard for what we should be and, and what we should trust the Lord for. And so without me talking any further, I'm going to ask Maria. This is Maria Beam to come up here. Maria is part of our Kaya our ministry. She's also involved with FOI and choir and a whole multitude of things here. But um, I'm going to ask Maria to come on up and kind of share some of her testimony, and then we'll have phone come up after that. I'm going to give you this, Maria, so they can okay. hear you. Should I move this over so they can see or the
1: see pictures? Or?
0: Yeah. How far can we move over Mark and still be in the I think I'm still.
1: Can everybody see the
0: pictures? Just uh, pitch that up. Slip that in your
1: pocket. Okay. Um, okay, I'm just going to jump right in. Um, so yeah, I'm Maria. Uh, it's really good to be in here with you guys and see your faces. Um, so I was raised Calvinist, and because of that, I kind of grew up uh, not really viewing God as loving and graceful, because a God who chooses some people to go to heaven and some people to go to hell uh, is not a loving and graceful Father um, that's not what fathers do to their kids, um, and because of that, I kind of just um, I was desperate for souls. the Holy Spirit was in me, um, but that wasn't something that was necessarily taught in our churches um, to be desperate for souls because what's the point um, but that the Holy Spirit still worked in me, and that was fruit of him in my life and but that manifested without having wisdom or knowledge and so I always kind of felt like I was working against God's clock and I was trying to get people to get saved so I could save them from God's wrath Um, instead of it being God's heart through me to save people um, from their sins and from um, basically what we deserve. And so I just always thought that I was working against his clock and I was trying to beat God to it. And um, those thought patterns, God has done a lot to change that in me as I learn how to study the word of God for myself. Um, in the past three years, God has completely changed my mindset on that, but there's still thought patterns that have to be changed in my life, and so I'm on the plane on the way to Boston, and um, I'm reading in in Luke because I'm reading through uh, to Second Thessalonians for the intro to New Testament class, and so I'm in Luke 12, and um, this verse just really stood out for me. So, Also in my life, a lot of times when I make an investment, it's really long term, but it it seemingly brings about no fruit. Um, And I'll get to that later, but that's just like a good thing to like know to understand the rest of the story. Um, I will invite people to church and they don't come. Um, I will share the gospel with someone over and over and over and they don't desire to be saved. Um, they 'll get saved i 'll be able to lead them to the Lord, and then they walk away from the faith um, and so for instance, I just uh, was able to lead precious Mary and a little girl named Nikki to the Lord uh, last week, and a few days into talking to them, they just stopped talking, they stopped responding, they stopped um, having uh, contact with me and that gets really discouraging <laughs> and you just kind of feel like, okay God, like what is it in my life that makes me not fruitful?" Um, and again, I'll get to that in a little bit. I'll just kind of, like, wrap up with explaining that, um, but, so I'm, I'm on my way to Boston, and I'm like, man, from what it sounds like, these people are mean, they're rude, they're not interested, like, they're just in a hurry, and you're in their way, and, um, so I was nervous, and I'm praying, and as I'm reading this passage, um, I'm reading in Luke 12, and the, the verses right before are the verses that are talking about take no thought for your life, consider the ravens, consider how the lilies grow, seek the kingdom of God, and so, like, God's going to take care of us. And I never noticed this next verse. Um, I don't know if I just was reading too fast and didn't uh, see it uh, or, like, pay attention to it. But um, Luke 12, 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Uh, and so I was just reminded, and it was so um, comforting, that God is on my side. He's on my side as long as I'm in his will. And so I'm not fighting against him for to see people be saved. Um, and so I, I get halfway through the trip, and I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> it's your good pleasure. Remember, it? Um, the people weren't necessarily mean that I ran into. They were just really uninterested, and they were really honest about that. Um, and so I'm praying and remembering this verse, and then... Um, Oh, my phone. I get this text from my friend who I have been praying for and sharing the gospel with for seven years. Um, and I'm just going to read this text to you guys because, um, it was a big part of God starting to like follow through on what he was showing me. Um, in that verse, let me find it really quick. So Isaiah says, hey, Maria, this is Isaiah. I just wanted to say thank you, and I appreciate you for doing your best to try to get me to become closer with God. I know it was challenging, but I have just accepted Jesus as my Savior and have been getting close with God over the past year. I'm on a church retreat right now and thought about you, so just wanted to say thank you because it all makes sense now, and you were just looking out for me. Hope you've been doing good. And he's actually, he was on a retreat with a church in our fellowship. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, So not only is he saved, He's getting plugged in and getting serious about the Lord, and he's going to be in a doctrinally sound church and get raised up. And um, Isaiah remembered that God used me in that, and he reached out to me. And so I'm, like, in the middle of feeling discouraged, and I'm praying, and I'm remembering this verse, and I get this text. And then I'm, like, really excited. We're going throughout the rest of the day. And then we walk uh, into this park, (laughs) and we're just walking around, and I... um, I am, like, really deep in thought because we just passed this church that reminds me a lot of my parents' old church and just, like, the fact that, like, they have this idea of truth, but it's not a full, like, it's not the full truth, and my heart's just really burdened, and um, I'm, like, praying and walking and, like, deep in my thoughts, and then Foam sees this guy on this bench, and she stops to talk to him, and he's not responding, and I'm just like, that's strange. And then I realized, like, very quickly, he doesn't speak English. And so um, I just asked him in Spanish if he spoke Spanish. And then we were able to carry on a conversation. And he um, is homeless, doesn't speak any English. His story's crazy. And it's so hard. And uh, we share the gospel with him, and he gets saved. So I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, this is really great. God, thank you so much. Um, I'm just going to ask him if he knows like where the church is and so I'm like translating for phone and we're working together to try to help him figure out where the church is and he has no concept has no idea where the church is um I think he might also have some disabilities and so there was just like um communication was a little difficult and so um we're, we're trying to explain to him and I'm finally just like okay you know what how about you just follow us we'll just show you where the church is. So I don't tell him that we're going to feed him or we're going to like hang out with him for the rest of the day and uh, do fun things and go sightseeing. I just tell him, follow us, we're going to show you where the church is. And he's like, okay, picks up his backpack and he follows. Um, and it just reminded me of Jesus calling out the disciples out of the, the ship. And he's just like, yeah, um, I'm just going to follow. And uh, so we did, we got to like feed him and he was very hesitant and um, it was just really cool to see, like, not only did he not know we were going to feed him, when it came time to eat, he was, like, hesitant. He was like, uh. uh. So we just, we got to bless him, and then he came to church. And then we drop him off at the shelter that night, and we're like, are we going to ever see him again? I don't know. Um, and he's he's been faithful. He's been at the church consistently. They've got Colossae Espana involved in helping translate so he can understand the services. Um, so... Going back to the fruit thing, um, God pointed out to me that my definition of fruit is not necessarily, like what I've been thinking of as fruit is not necessarily a truth and I need to align what I think with God's word. And so uh, I think a lot of times like we talk about fruit as leading someone to the Lord and that is part of fruit, but there are, um, let me find my other note card, oh no, Um, There are 184 mentions of fruit in the Bible. And so there's many different types of fruit. There's uh, the fruit of the Spirit. There is leading people to the Lord. There are many different types of fruit that all are for God's glory. And so um, I think a lot of times we talk about it as, like, uh, leading someone to the Lord, and we kind of forget that um, it's many other things as well. And so God just convicted me. Um, I'm going to... Uh, read Galatians five twenty two through 26 it says um, but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit let us not be desirous of vainglory provoking one another envying one another um, and so we know that in order to walk in the spirit we have to be buried in his word um, and so God was kind of, uh, convicting me that, um, if I'm so wrapped up in thinking that I'm not being fruitful because people aren't getting saved and then I'm like trying to evangelize more so that people will get saved and I'm moving into the, uh, strength of my flesh, um, and I'm so busy with that now that I don't, like my quiet time is, Uh, I'm falling asleep because I just have been working so hard in the flesh to try to lead someone to the Lord. And then because I'm not like having quality time in his word, then the fruit of the spirit is being quenched uh, because walking in the spirit, uh, we have to be in his word and, um, So God God taught me some really cool things, um, but he didn't teach me some big new thing. Uh, It was just my life being, like, what he was teaching me in life already being continued. So going on a mission trip wasn't some big, like, spiritual, um, crazy experience. It was just a a continuation of what God's already been doing in my life and um, just being obedient to him and him teaching me what he was teaching me before I ever even got on the trip. And so... um, he taught. He's teaching me to not get so wrapped up in desiring fruit of people being saved that I neglect time in His Word and therefore quench the fruit of the Spirit. Um, he taught me that I don't have to be ashamed that obedience does not bring a soul who also has a free will to salvation on my timeline. Um, Isaiah gets saved seven years later, and then Oscar gets saved the same day, and he's already ready to follow the Lord. Um, it's God's timeline, and it's their free will, and those things um, have to work together. And... Um, also it is God's good pleasure. I can trust that when I'm in his will, he is for me, not against me. Um, and so that's kind of what God was showing me uh, while I was there, but also just in terms of like what uh, Jason was talking about. Um, I would encourage you that if you, if you don't have a chance yourself to go see the field, um, reach out to Meredith, reach out to, um, Brooke, reach out to, uh, the men, the women there who are serving and encourage them and just ask them, like, um, I I can't get down there, but can you tell me what God's doing there so that I can be praying? Um, there are needs that you can't really understand, um, unless you go. There are needs that you can't really understand unless you talk to people there, uh, like Jason was talking about with, um, AV and, like, using a phone to do their live stream, um, and, um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that it would be really hard to understand if you aren't there and or talking to people there. And, um, so I just encourage you guys to reach out to them and uh, to keep Boston in your prayers because God's doing something crazy. That field where it's hard and people are rude and mean and uninterested and don't have time for you has new visitors every Sunday so far that we've heard of. Um, and people are becoming faithful really quickly. Part of Oscar still being in touch with that church is fruit of one of the members who just got saved. Uh, there, her reaching out to him, and she got him a phone. She set up a time, like a, um, a service for him so he could use that phone to stay in contact with the pastors, and uh, because of that, we've been able to stay in contact with Oscar uh, because of an already fruitful and faithful member of their church who was led to the Lord by Meredith, and so I just keep them in prayers, and that's everything.
2: Uh, Hi, good morning, Um, so it's quite early for me, so if I say something that's not making sense, just forgive me. (laughs) Um, So I think I should start with um, before going there. But before going there and during the trip and after the trip, the, the, the theme of the trip was um, God is faithful to do what he called us to or what he promised us. Oh, hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> guy and Missy was big part of my salvation and my walk with the Lord. <laughs> um, so at first, I, I chose Boston because I couldn't travel outside the U.S. during this time. And um and then I saw the price, about thousand dollars for like within the US. So I didn't think I could make it. But then meeting after meeting and then Jason just lower down lowered down the price. <laughs> and then um and then in one of the meeting, um, uh one thing that, that Jason said was, um, well if you if if you think God has you dare, then he will make a way for you to be there uh, finance is not a big uh, a big problem it's not a problem for our lord and so somehow it just stuck into my head <laughs> and so i just kept going um i did not have a lot of money but was enough because i didn't have a job uh, i didn't have a job then so it was enough for me just to put in my deposit and then when i went home my roommates one of my roommates told me hey do you want to raise fund and then I was sure. And I thought that she would forget about it. But then three weeks later, she reminded me. And then we had a yard sale. And in that yard sale, um, many of Mitao people came and support us. And so I raised in the exact amount of money to put in uh, for, for the remaining uh, required money. So along with your support and with the church paying for us, um, so we were able to go and I was able to, uh, just get enough finance. Um, so that proved to me that nothing is too hard for the Lord, but at the same time, it's not just me, but then all of us, like many of us putting in, into that work, uh, you provided the money, you provided prayers. So pray and, and give, um, and then, um, so since then, I knew exactly that God would have me there because everything just worked out so perfectly aligning with His, his, uh, his, his work. And then during my, my time with the Lord, He also say, um, there's nothing too hard for Him. You know, if I keep going, if I keep trusting, He'll make the way. Even all the... We had many false alarm, uh, COVID alarms. So I had to go test it like twice. But then... Um, by the last time I went, even though there were so many like in the way, but I knew that God would have us there. So it, it was like very peaceful, just trusting in Him. So at, in the city, um, I'll, I'll break into section like <laughs> the category. Um, so in, in, at the city, uh, we see a lot of opportunities. Um, I had the impression like, like Maria, I heard that Bostonians are were really cold, but then uh, there was so many potential when I, when I walk out to evangelize um, I, I asked them I invited them hey can I give you the invite, invitation to our new church plans. And if they say, oh, no, I'm not interested, that saves us a lot of time. <laughs> but then if they say, oh, yeah, tell me more about that, and then that is, they are actually genuine. So I was, we were able just to carry on the conversation, and there were a lot of, like, fruitful, fruitful conversation. And um, so we loved the city. Um, the people were so diverse. There's so many people from different nations. Uh, it's... it's it's very very interesting, um, and college campuses are 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 different. Are more open, I would say, because like younger people, um, they were more open to talk. But compared to um, like they they they're a little bit harder. Um, so the team team the team in Boston is amazing. Everybody wears different hats Burke never played instruments and they, uh, she told me that she would never sing but then now I saw her leading worship over there so it's just like a, a, a great example for me that oh wow <laughs> if I am willing then God can use me in any area and um, and then uh, so that was also I got to see the first Ground of how a new church started. Um, it was it was a lot of prayers, and some day we're very uncertain. We just knew that oh, we just had to obey and walking out of our door and go evangelize. Um, so in one of the meeting, evangelism meeting, Mike said that it's not about us performing and perfect. It's just about obedience. Uh, I don't know if it's from Mike or from Meredith. <laughs> But, um, so the best thing there, uh, is to play with the Renault's kids, because um, they love to play with us and love having guests over, um, and when I, when we brought them to evangelize, they, people never rejected them, <laughs> so it's a, it's a great bait, <laughs> um, activities uh evangelism was profitable um we learn a lot from Mike uh just like changing continuing changing our baits and methods but then uh the same the same core thing is prayers and if faith trusting in God just to be obedience and how he say uh, like Mike and 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 Jason went to the campus and and saw themselves not fit in but then I was like uh, but but they, um, they just went and, and just obeyed God. So that uh, encouraged me a lot because I am college age, and so I, I have more chance just to talk to people. But as long as I'm obedient, then God can use me. And Meredith is so uh, on fire when she went out to evangelize, even when she went out with a kid. She, was, she never ran out of faith. Uh, church service. One of the eye-opening things for us is how faithful God is in answering prayers. Um, just what whatever He promised, He would fulfill it. Most of the people that we invited, or on my memory, in my memory, all the people that we invited to event on event in the evangelism didn't come. So we went out some people say they were interested, but they would never come. But then on one of the day, I think on that morning, we pray for, we pray in faith for fruit and fruit uh, that will remain and fruit that we can see. For, for me, I knew when we left this place, when we leave this place, we would never see the fruit that we saw, right? But then we just prayed because why not ask you know (laughs) we just pray and then that that evening we met Oscar and he went on a trip with us and he went to the church service so he's the fruit and the fruit that we all could we all could see in the trip in one day and how God was so faithful to answer that that prayer simply because we prayed um and um yeah I think there's a picture of Brooke and, and one of the, the, the guests. Uh, we think that she is Brooke's future disciple because they wear the same flannels that night. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Tell tum- tum- in the word. Um, well, devotional times give us soberness and preparation for mission. Uh, so we learned a lot from Ezra, such as um, in Ezra 1, uh, he called all. Um, and who would have a f- willing willing heart to give, to offer, to build God's house. So, like, a lot of people give gold, silver, so that's, like, you guys give, uh, support us in finance. Um, and then also, um, I felt a lot of prayers from home, especially my roommates prayed that, I will share at least ten times like to ten people and probably around that because I lost counts so there were there were many times we talked. there were so many opportunities and and just soberness um, to be in in the mission um, and then in the book of Ezra God also repeatedly show us that he fulfilled his prophecy especially by name, uh, Cyrus, King Cyrus, he he told the people that he would use his king to build, build uh, to support the, the Lord's house, right? And so he did, and he told them to build build a house, even though they encountered the first attack, uh, the attacks. But eventually, they still finish it, and so that's that's for for the team in Boston as well. Like these first years were hard. But um God will fulfill what He had promised um, and uh and then, in the book of Ezra two, uh, I don't know why, but it's it's really um, made a lot of impression on me one day when when God listed out the list, so Ezra chapter two verse two, the number uh-huh. of the which which came with Jer- Jerubbaal, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Zerahiah, and then the names, the number of the men of the people of Israel. Verse three, the children of Parosh, 2,172, and two. Verse four, the children of Shephatiah, three hundred seventy and two. Verse five, the children of Arad, seven hundred seventy and, uh, and five. So he listed out all these people. So like. Our labor is never in vain, Got recorded by names. Um, but the most important things that I got out is that he listed out the children of that, that father, of that family household. So like for me, um, or for, like for any of us, when we, when we uh, trust God and obey God, that affects generations. Mm-hmm. And so, like that's also good for my disciples uh just i don't know- forgot to show me that what am i what I am doing now will impact my disciples and so, like what you're doing now, what you're on fire now that will affect your children, and then by the time they will raise uh I, they will uh, build god's house so that's that's what I got and thank you for uh, the investment from uh, Jason and Rachel Weitz. They're so um, (laughs) parenting. I mean, good, good, in good, good (laughs) thing. But yeah, that's it.
3: (laughs) All right. Um, I'm last, so I can get the littlest time. So maybe three minutes? Can I do three? Thank you. Um, So I'm just going to hit, like, probably two points. Um, Right from the beginning, it was cool to see how God was working. Um, I was in Ezra. Uh, Jason challenged us to read Ezra and go through it together as a team. And uh, I was sitting uh, in the middle of uh, the airplane. I know, the best place to be, right? And I was just reading... And the man beside me handed me a note. And um, it was cool. It was all about God. I didn't understand anything it said. Um, but it was just questions. And so um, I just started off and just said, hey, hey, uh, do you just want to talk? Like, I don't understand anything. I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. So it was really cool to see fruit from that. Um, just challenging his beliefs, having a real conversation, not yelling, not arguing, uh, just talking. And it was really cool. At the end, he met Jason. Um, He was open to going to the church. He didn't go, but it was just cool to see how God, right from the beginning, was working. And I didn't even have to do anything. I just was reading my Bible, and somebody handed me a note. So, the Evangelism is kind of hard for me to do. And I think as adults, we kind of grow hard in our ways. And it definitely challenged me to um, open that up that dialogue up more often I think the college and young adults class do a really good job of that but I think it's very uncomfortable for us to do Um, but it was really cool to see how honestly the perspective I got from the Boston is most of them were honest and said that they didn't believe anything which again opened up an opportunity to just have conversation and dialogue with so definitely be praying for Boston because I felt like that was more of they didn't even claim to be Christians Um, so there are a lot of lost people out in Boston who just don't even know what they believe. Um, and then the last thing I would say is it's, uh, interesting looking back on it, um, about how, um, for two mission trips, Jason and I have had grandmothers on hospice (laughs) and, um, how Jason was able to come home from Malawi and we led, um, his grandmother to the Lord before her passing and how, um, I actually lost my grandma on the trip, but it was really cool to see God. what God had us exactly where we needed to be, uh, during that time. Um, and that's why we've been all so busy because Jason was able to share, uh, the gospel in our trip with our family. Um, so that was really cool too. Um, last thing is, we are going to be having a Ladies of Boston Zoom meeting. We're going to try to do this quarterly, quarterly, um, just because they need our support. Um, we don't know. I didn't know Brooke before um, and the Toadies and things like that. But I think that the ladies specifically really kind of need our investment. So we're going to start that. The first one is um, October nineteenth. It's going to be at six, um, and it's just going to be an hour Zoom meeting for us to get to know them for us know how to pray for them, and it's honestly going to be most of the girls in Boston talking to us. So really, even if you're eating dinner um, with your kids, and able, you can mute it and just listen. Um, but I think we have a lot to invest in them. Um, so, yeah. We'll keep announcing that as well.
0: So, um, uh, so. Just to clear things up, so they, they mentioned both of the girls that, um, you know, people are, are more <laughs> direct in Boston, and, and what, what that means is, so here in the Midwest, you go up and you start a conversation with somebody, they may be polite, they may have no interest in hearing, you know, you're talking to them about Jesus, and they're thinking, man, I'm, I'm going to get this from the grocery store, and then I'm going to go here, like, they're just too polite to tell you, hey, I'm not interested, right, whereas people in Boston are just going to say, look, I'm, I'm not interested, save your time, uh, have, you know have a good day, they probably want not even say have a good day, right, but the, the good thing about that is that you don't waste a lot of time, you know, pouring out a whole message about Christ for someone who's clearly not there, not ready to receive it, okay, and so that's kind of what the, the girls were referencing to her, and uh, it just helps you to get on to the next person, you know, with evangelism, it, it, as Mike told us the first day, look, it's it's never comfortable, um, you gotta really die to yourself, Um but I'll tell you what, it, it actually gets easier after you get a few people that just stiff arm you. You know, you just get used to it. And it's like, okay, this is just part of the rejection. And, and uh, key point is take young children with you. Uh, they did not, like, we didn't have a single person reject uh, Oh, they started in, to
3: until they when saw we brought that we had the, kid. Uh,
0: the young kids <laughs> with us. That, that really did open up some doors. So, yeah. again, um, really cool what what God used the girls in. Um, the, the man that uh, Maria was talking about, Oscar, who. Uh, End up coming to the Lord. He's now like, he walks uh, miles to get to the church. An and, you know, Yeah, almost an hour worth of walking to get to the church, right? And he's not nobody's giving him any handouts when he gets there. Um, so it's it is a testimony to what God's doing. And, and yeah, we did we fed him, but he had no promise of food that first day that he came. Um, he just continues to come and praise the Lord that we've got people here between Maria and our um, our, our Spanish ministry here, that they're investing and helping to translate. Like He sat there the whole service, and Maria translated for him the entirety of the service, right? And then just opening up scripture, and Mike continues to try to use services back here to invest in that. So we're, we're thankful for that fruit and for the others. Um, I'm going to give you guys some, some uh, prayer requests with the time we have left here uh, this morning. <coughs> So number one, uh, we, if you would, man, let's just praise the Lord for what he's already done. Um, it is pretty remarkable that God has taken during this time um, a very small team from Kansas City and planted them out there. And he's given them a building where they can gather in and they can meet in. And recently he actually gave them uh, the main sanctuary for that building and so they can actually hold um, worship services there. And so... We just want to thank God for everything he's done, his provision, his blessing. Uh, they're all safe. They're all healthy, which we thank God for. And so let's not, let's not forget, despite all the obstacles and things that they are facing, that, man, God is to be thanked. God is to be praised for the work that he's doing. Uh, number two, we want to, again, just pray for wisdom and open doors uh, to be able to engage people with the gospel and to continue to extend invites. As I mentioned, uh, you, you heard from several of the girls, um, it's not as open, of an environment out there, uh, mask wearing is everywhere. Um, we took some pictures without mask on and that had to be like very quick because you just don't go anywhere inside or outside without wearing a mask. You don't hug people. Um, like it's just very different than, than here. Um, so you, you need wisdom. you got to have God open up those doors for you to do so. And so be praying for that. Um, again for the seeds that have been sown so um you know the girls mentioned maria mentioned like okay hey man i've been sowing seeds in this guy and it's been seven years and i really hadn't seen any kind of fruit and then all of a sudden god just did a work right overnight well since we've left um as they mentioned you know okay hey we we gave out a ton of invites to the church and not a ton of guests came that first you know we we had some um a lot attended online but um since we've left, Mike's messaged me with several of the guys that him and I had a chance to to talk to and that have since reached out to him. And So they didn't come the first weekend, but they've since reached out. And so we just want to continue to pray for those seeds that were planted, right? We know the word of God doesn't return void, and so pray that God would continue to do a work in those lives, that they would continue to reach out to Mike and the team, that they would consider coming to the church, and that God would just continue to have a good work there. Um, Pray for Pastor Renault's job. So Pastor Renault left Kansas City when he did. Um, he had a partner in his law firm. You guys know he's a, he's a lawyer. Uh, he had a partner in that law firm that was kind of supposed to run things for back here in Kansas City. As soon as he left, that guy decided, no, this isn't really for me, and so he bailed. And so um, Mike went out there and basically doubled his anticipated workload the second he got out there in Boston. Now, the quarantine um, in one way or another is actually was kind of a blessing at first because they couldn't do some of the things they were intending to do as a church. Uh, so he had a little bit more time to be able to, to work, but um, it's now starting to become quite a burden, right? He's, he's, he went out there to invest in and to plant a church and was not anticipating near the workload that he has. And so he's, he's carrying that. I can tell you when we were out there, I mean, Mike was uh, from the crack of dawn until 12, one, two o'clock in the morning. I mean, he's working all the time and between his secular job and, and what he's doing for the church. And so pray for his strength. Pray that God would just give him wisdom on the next steps to take with that. God would work those kind of things out. Uh, continue to pray for God's provision. The, the toadies have been out there. They've Ron has had uh, this just roller coaster with his job. Um, went out there on a promise that, hey, we're going to give you a full-time job. He gets out there. Long story short is they, they said, ah, the guy that promised you that, he's gone, so we can't promise you that. But we'll give you some contracting work, so he took that, started doing it um, as soon as he starts doing that he does a good enough job that they're like, man we do want to actually hire you full time, um, but we're going to hire you full time and give you like half the pay that we were giving you before and so it's just been kind of this roller coaster thing they continue to move forward in faith and so just pray that the Lord would would work that out there for him Boston is a it's an expensive city really expensive especially to to live there and so um that's why we continue to ask for your prayers, if, if the Lord would lead you to invest in Boston to give financially. Um, I, I mentioned this on uh, Sunday that, that I was in main service, but um, they did get an opportunity to rent out the main sanctuary, right? They were before, they, think of it as like if we were here at MBT in the building, they were getting one of the upper rooms to have their service in. which. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for the space. But you can imagine if you try to do praise and worship in one of those upper balcony rooms, like, not really the most conducive thing. And these are not ADHD-compliant facilities, so there's no elevator to get people upstairs. And so anybody that has trouble, difficulty um, going upstairs, they can't make it. And so um, what they... Uh, they, they they just started asking, the Lord, if you would open up the sanctuary. Well, the church that was meeting in the sanctuary hasn't come back since COVID, and so the building owner finally came and said, hey, I'm tired of waiting on these guys to come back. If you guys want the main sanctuary, you can have it, but it's going to come at four times the rental rate, right? And so they just said, yeah, we're going to trust, just as the girls did, I man, we're going to trust the Lord to make a way, and if that means we're going to have a yard sale, start selling our things to go, that's what we're going to do, and, and we're going to trust the Lord to use us, and he has. And so just continue to pray for wisdom, and provision in that regard so those are your prayer requests i'm sorry we ran past time here but thank you guys this morning thank you personally um from the bottom of my heart for your prayers for the trip for your prayers for my family for your prayers for me service like i it's been kind of a whirlwind of a month and uh you guys have personally prayed for me my family for the trip and those are absolutely felt i i thank god for every one of you that you would consider me you'd lift me up in prayers. Those are felt, man. I couldn't do it without your prayers. And so you guys were with us. Um, love you guys. Have a great Sunday, and we'll, we'll see you later.